Hello and welcome back to the HFFL pod. We are on to episode 57 after Corey's episode dropped earlier today. Nice work on that, Corey. Love any type of content. Anybody else who wants to do content, please do it. I think it's all good for the league here. Um, I'm going to go over the week 8 results. I'll do a fab review and then we can break down each matchup here for week 9. Uh, we do have four NFL teams on a bye this week. The Lions, thank God. We're going to watch those scrubs. Seahawks, Bucks, and the Washington football team. <clears throat> uh, big trades. Uh, Corey kind of went over them a little bit today. I wanted to throw my thoughts in here as well. Uh, first trade, Jeff getting Stafford. Uh, Jeff gives up his 2022 sec first and second and 2023 first and second to Kellen. Wow. Um, absolute blockbuster. You know, the question in the chat, is this an overpay by Jeff? Absolutely it is. Um, especially when you consider, you know, the other deal made earlier in that day. Um, but that said, <clears throat> I don't think it's out of line with historical trades. I posted a couple of those in the league chat. Um, I gave three firsts for Drew Brees at age 34. Um, Dwayne Bow was involved in that deal as well. Rich gave two firsts for Matt Ryan. I think Rich said Matt Ryan was in his late 20s. I think he said 26, actually. Um, so, yes, it is a lot to give for a 33-year-old quarterback, um, especially one who's been kind of as nicked up and dinged up as Stafford has been the last couple of years. But quarterback has been Jeff's only weakness, really, for the last 18 months since the you know emergence of Logan Thomas as a viable tight end. So... I love this meal, the move for Jeff as far as solidifying himself as an absolute contender. Um, this was his only weakness, and you know if he ends up getting a title from this deal, then it's it's worth it, no matter what. You know, if he doesn't, then obviously you know you can argue the merit of it. You know, the next couple of years and, and see you know will this be the beginning of some kind of a downfall? But um, I love that he just went after it. So good move there by Jeff. Um, I do think this this certainly puts him as one of the top two to three league teams in the league. You know, an, an absolute dangerous matchup in any playoff, you know, winner-go-home matchup. Next trade, we have Julian getting Alvin Kamara from Scott for uh, my 22 first and Walt 22 first, and then the handcuff there with Devontae Booker for Saquon. You know, it is kind of funny that <clears throat> Kellen got more for a 33-year-old quarterback than Scott did for his 26-year-old stud running back. Um, but, you know, a couple things here. Uh, I've long advocated... On every pod we've talked and, and all these different things, you know, 26 is the age to sell. Uh, to me, this is the perfect time. You get, you know, as the person who probably drafted that player um, or traded for him, you know, you got four or five years of elite production out of that player. You know the end is coming sooner than later. You know, you still can typically get pretty high value at age 26 without having to suffer the loss. You know, that will inevitably come for any running back once they hit, you know, that wall. And that wall comes and it comes suddenly. Um, so I'm a big believer in selling a year early, so hats off to Scott for that. But that said, you know, as it stands entering week nine, Scott traded Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs in fantasy football history, for a, a handcuff, which he needed, and the current 1.09, the current 1.14. Obviously, Walt can fall out of the playoff race. You know, if he did, his pick right now would be, I want to say, 1.06. Um, and if he does end up falling out of the playoff race, I think he's probably falling in that 106 to 108 range. I'm, I'm most likely a playoff team. You know, the wheels could fall off. There's no doubt about that. But I think that this pick, for me, is probably in the 10 or, 10 or later range. You know, so his best case scenario is getting, what, 106 and 109, if I, if I just fall off the face of the earth here, and Saquon's handcuff for Alvin Kamara. Like, it just seems light, especially, you know, Corey's kind of alluded to it a couple times. You know, I made the move to trade for Jerry Judy because I clearly feel the same way. I'm not a fan of the 2022 draft class as just this you know, big time elite class. We've been super spoiled the last couple of years with the classes we've had. Um, I think this is going to be, you know, one of those Bishop Sankey years, one of the years where you're reaching and you're hoping that a player with 
second round draft capital that was drafted into a good position pans out, you know, the player was overdrafted or whatever it may be, you know, you're just hoping. So, you know, plus Alvin Kamara is not your typical 26 year old stud running back. You know, he's never topped 194 carries in a season. He catches the ball in space, um, takes less hits than the guys like the Derrick Henry's and the Zeke's. So, you know, those guys are out here getting 300, 350 touches or carries, excuse me, a year. So I 100% understand what trying what or what Scott was trying to do. Um, I just don't think that this was the deal, especially considering he's only two games out of the playoffs and he has the points tiebreaker, you know. And and we've got all these matchups coming up against these teams, and we got that crossover week in week 14. So I just I don't know. The timing was questionable. So if if you're gonna sell him to me, you might as well just sell everything. But it is what it is. I think he's trying to play both sides of the fence here. Uh, then the last trade, last night, uh, Corey approached me. We had talked Tyreek in the offseason. We picked up communication here, started making some trades. Um, the trade was me getting Tyreek, Cam Jordan, and Adam Troutman, and he getting Corey Hagerman getting Chris Godwin, Dallas Goddard, and then my first third and fourth in 2023. So for me, the reason I did this trade, you know, I've heard Corey's take, uh, Corey Stevens. I think he's spot on. There's not a humongous jump from Godwin to Tyreek. I guess for me, my cons—I don't have any—I don't have any concerns with Godwin. I want to start there. I think he's an absolute stud. You know, he is going to be a free agent after this year, so who knows? Does he get to stay there? Does he do an Allen Robinson and chase the cash, go to a team similar to a team like the Bears, who has an opening as a number one wide receiver, but maybe he never quite has that ceiling. Um, but that's not really something that you know I was sitting there worried about or anything with Godwin. I think he's an excellent player. I think he's. A low-end wide receiver one, you know, when Antonio Brown comes back, he'll have to fight a little bit more for targets, but there's nothing wrong with Chris Godwin. Great, great player, and he's young. I think he's only 25. Goddard, love his position. You know, he with them trading Ertz, he's locked in as a tight end one rest of the season. I mean, like I was telling with Corey, you know, he's a tight end six the last two weeks, and he hasn't even scored a touchdown. So the volume will be there. He's, he's going forward. I think he's going to be great. He's probably going to get paid here by the Philly. Um, I, I like the guy, but I have Kittle, so he's he's not going to start over Kittle for me. And I've been super pissed off with Kittle, but I, he's not going to start over Kittle. I'm just not going to do it. I always wanted the Tyreek stack. I tried for years with Greg. It just never worked out. Um, so this is me just taking a shot. You know, I think I think I have a good team right now. I think if I can get Tyreek and you know have Mahomes and him get on track here in the playoffs, it just makes it even harder. To, to, you know, if Mahomes has a blow-up week, it's probably because Tyreek also had a blow-up week. Now, obviously, that kind of puts me in the other way as well. If Mahomes flops like he has the last couple weeks, then Tyreek probably flops too. So there's certainly probably a little bit more variance in my lineup, but I think that my ceiling is higher, and that's kind of what I went for it. Getting Cam Jordan, um, I just lost uh, Daniil Hunter for the rest of the year, so getting Cam Jordan was important to me just to try to sew up that spot and, and figure it out. And, you know, I've talked about it on the pods a little bit. I do like Adam Troutman as just a prospect. Um, this, to me, was kind of like when I picked up Dallas Goddard. Just a prospect. You know, I like the measurables. I like the situation. I like the team. I like the coach. We'll see what happens. I don't know if Troutman turns in anything, but he was he was worth it to get in the deal as well. All right, so the pick review. Uh, last week for my lock, I picked Kellen to wax Jeff, and that happened. Jeff was just not prepared. His team fell apart. Kellen hit 200 again. Um, I don't see this being a trend going forward for Jeff, but it just looked like all the stars aligned last week, and, and that's what happened. My second upset, I picked Brendan over myself, um, and Brendan's team absolutely quit on him. I thought Julio was going to play. Obviously, no one saw the Calvin Ridley thing coming. You know, he's in a contract year, and he shut himself down. So uh, <laughs> I think Calvin Ridley's kind of screwing himself right now. Um, but 
you know, I'll take him at his word. This is not a Ben Simmons situation where he says, oh, my mental health, my mental health, but my mental health will be fine as soon as the 76ers trade me. This might be a legitimate issue, you know, so give Calvin really the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm sure he ended a lot of seasons, probably ended Brendan's here um, as far as his legitimate chance as a title contender goes if Calvin really doesn't come back. Certainly ended my season in Waffle, so yeah. hopefully you get better. Hopefully he gets what he needs there, and we can see him maybe for the playoff run or, you know, whatever. But uh, sorry there, Brendan. That's a tough one. Uh, scoring last week. Last week was actually down um, compared to the historical average. Uh, we scored 170 per team last year. The average in 2019 and 2020 was 174. So, again, down from a historical perspective. The offense was where it was at, though. Um, offensive scoring average for the week was 81, by far the lowest of the year. Seven points per game lower than the previous low. Um, offense just sucked last week. And then the defense scoring average, 78, tied with two other weeks for the highest. So pretty standard, you know, high-end defensive scoring week there. Quick reviews here, Jim versus Brendan. This one was never really close. Um, obviously, with Brendan losing Julio and Ridley before kickoff, he really didn't have much of a chance, and he ended up getting waxed. Uh, Brendan's now 4-4, four four, ninth in points four, sixth in potential points. He should get David Montgomery, Clyde, and Julio back soon, which will really help him. You know, but he really needs Ridley to come back too to really have any kind of a chance. Uh, for Jim, moves to six and two, first in points four, second in potential points. Um, looking good going forward, so we'll see how everything plays out here. Ryan versus Rich. Um, I said in the pod that if a team got to 180, they'd probably win this game. And unfortunately for Rich, he did get to 180, but Ryan came through and got 205 without Christian McCaffrey. So kind of surprising there for Ryan. Uh, absolute blow up week. Uh, his defense went went for 112. Defensive average, like I said, was 78. So Ryan gets himself up to six and two. He stops his slide. He's treading water, you know, until Christian McCaffrey comes back. And there is a chance that CMC comes back this week against me. So interesting spot here for Ryan. A huge, huge win for Ryan. Uh, Ryan is back to fourth in points four, and he's seventh in potential points. So he's made some moves this week. Uh, Rich, two and six. Uh, six regular season games to go. I think this one probably ends it for him because his points are so low. 11th in points for 10th in potential points. You know, he's going to need some some serious luck and some health uh, to get out of here. Scott versus Walt. Wow. Uh, it's really all I can say. Wow. You know, Walt somehow beats Scott in a week where he's missing Lamar Jackson. It's just, that's just unreal to me. For the fourth time in six weeks here, or the third time, excuse me, in fourth weeks. Wow. Third time in four weeks. Scott scores 156 or less. Um, then he turns around, he trades Camara. You know, he's got a tough hill to climb, but again, like I said, he's only two games out. He's fifth in points four, fifth in potential points. That's why this was surprising to me that he made that move for Camara now. Like, yes, now is the time to sell because right now so many teams think they're in it. I mean, you're, you're going to have the most amount of teams in right now versus waiting three weeks and then a couple other teams fall out and, and maybe they don't come up with that capital, but... To me, this wasn't like a screaming value, like I have to take this deal right now, you know, and, and just probably throw away my shot to make my comeback. Now, it's it's not over for Scott. He certainly could make the playoffs. You know, he could run rattle off three, four, five in a row here, keep his points where they are, and, and he would. Um, but without Kamara, he just does not have the teeth that he had before. So um, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. Absolute must-win week for him. <clears throat> uh, for Walt, probably saves his season. You know, he got Lamar's buy out of the way, somehow was able to get a win. He's 7th in points four, ninth in potential points. He's the current 6th seed. You know, I know he wants to make playoffs. Hasn't been able to do that since 2011, so he's he's excited. It's nice to see Walt engaged. He is very, very happy right now. Uh, Mike versus Julian. 
Julian's team just died this week. By far the worst week of the year. Barely cracked 100. Then he loses Derrick Henry. Makes the big deal to get Kamara. You know, Mike Williams has kind of really fallen off for him here after those first three weeks of just massive production. So that'll be interesting going forward. Uh, Julian's 4-4, four and four, but he's only 12th in points four. So very, very tough look for him. He's got a tough road to hoe here. Um, he's going to have to be a, gang ahead, a game ahead of a lot of these teams just to, to jump him. So very Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, Mike brings himself up to 4-4. Four and four. He absolutely crushes Julian while only scoring 163. Uh, Mike is 10th in points four. So just the same record as Julian, just a little bit higher in points. But he's fourth in potential points, which is very interesting to me. So it made me check his all-play record. Um, he is 11th in all-play. And one thing I did notice is that he has the worst efficiency in the entire league. Um, so good luck figuring out Mike's team. You know, he's struggling to figure it out. I certainly don't know how to help him. Um, that's, it's, it's just crazy right now what his team is doing. Uh, Corey Stevens versus Kobe. This game, you know, it was, it was kind of in the balance going into Monday Night Football. There was a, a chance for Kobe, but Corey ended up just burying him in a mattress. Uh, Corey... Kobe's got to come off that high asking price for Aaron Jones, you know. I, I just and I don't think he's going to, um, so which is understandable. So I think he's going to keep him. I think he's going to you know look to next season and, and try to get back to competing. Thirteenth in points for, fourteenth in potential points. Um, he's done. There's there's no chance. It's over. Uh, the process is back. Trust that process, baby. Four and four, um, third in points four and potential points, fourth in all play. He's just got to keep winning. You know, I, and I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm rooting for the kid. You know, he's been getting beat on. I mean, we beat on him all last year, and I actually was just texting him a minute ago. Um, he just did his pod and talked a little bit about, you know, everything that's going on in the league right now and, and Scott's season versus his season. He didn't really compare them, but I'm kind of surprised he didn't because if you guys remember, Scott, Scott was pretty brutal last year as it was, very arrogant about talking about his team. You know, everybody was kind of giving him shit for it. But he roasted Corey at every freaking turn he roasted Corey. So I was very surprised to see Corey take the high road. Um, and if Corey's season ends up magical and Scott misses the playoffs, I, I highly doubt that Corey uh, keeps his mouth shut. So interesting to see. We'll see what happens. Sam versus Corey Hagerman. Sam saves his season. You know, he wins a tight one, only scoring not even quite 160. You know, he's 3-5, and five, but he's 14th in points for uh, he's, he's only way to win for him is to win and, and be a game ahead of everybody. So that Greg recipe from last year, uh, for Hagerman, he's also three and five, but he's sixth in points four. Uh, so he, he does have the second best efficiency in the league at 89%. You know, he's still got a legitimate shot here. Kellen versus Jeff. Like I said, I called it. Jeff kind of fell apart here, scored a season low 140. Um, he definitely has his whole team back and you know, he made that big move for Stafford. Um, he's got most of his buys out of the way, six and two, eighth in points four. You know, Stafford's going to help bring those points up. Um, I think I think you got to watch out for Jeff. Jeff might rattle off three, four, five in a row here, so he's in a good spot. Kellen gets a six and two, second in points four, first in potential points. You guys remember when uh, he made those trades for Najee and Jamar, and we all thought he was overpaying everything, and he got ripped off. And yeah, we all look kind of dumb right now. <laughs> so he he looks like he knew what the hell was going on here. So good on you, Kellen. Playoff positioning, um, I'm the first seed currently, Kellen is second, Ryan third, Jeff fourth, Corey Stevens is fifth, Walt is sixth, uh, the 2022 top five as it stands, Kobe has the 1.01, that pick is owned by Julian, Sam has 102, that pick is owned by Julian, Corey Hagerman has his own pick at 1.03, Rich is 1.04, that pick is owned by Walt, and Julian's own pick there at 1.05. Uh, for the fab review... Uh, my favorite ad was Baron Browning for 15 to Matt. 
I think it's an overpay. I've been saying that all year. Anytime you're paying over 10 for a non-running back or wide receiver, I do think it's an overpay, but I absolutely love the ad. I mean, this is a guy who is a third-round pick by his team. He's got a great opportunity. He called the plays last week for Denver there, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens here with Baron Browning. So you gotta, you got to love a young linebacker drafted high by his team getting that opportunity, kind of like Matt did with Ernest Jones last week. Um, so Matt might, it's, it's possible, he totally revamped his linebackers with this Baron Browning pick and that Ernest Jones pick. So good for you there, Matt. My least favorite pick uh, was myself. A buck on a kicker. You know, I'm an idiot. I added the guy to my free agent queue on Monday. Never looked at it again because kickers are the worst. Get the guy added. Go to put him in my lineup. It says free agent next to his name for some reason. Like, what the hell's going on here? Well, I look. The guy gets cut on Tuesday. I had no idea. So I wasted a dollar. I ended up spending two bucks to get a stupid kicker this week anyway. So, ah, fucking kickers. Biggest overspend to me, DeAndre Carter to Brendan for 15. I just don't like the player or the team, and they're on a buy. Um, and he somehow spent 15 bucks and he can't even use the guy this week. That's just, that's tough. Biggest value, it's got to be Adrian Peterson to Walt for 21. Um, I kind of expected AP to go in the 40s. I mean, I know last year we had Greg drop like 60 or something uh, when Saquon got hurt. I didn't expect anybody to go quite that far, but 21 I thought was reasonable. I remember Ryan spent... Somewhere in the 30s for McNichols. I kind of thought AP, with our format, I kind of thought AP would go above McNichols, but uh, Ryan preferred him there, and he made his move, and I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Um, I think AP takes that first and second down work. I do think he gets the goal line job. I think he's going to be, you know, game script dependent, obviously, but I think he gets 15 to 18 carries, and, you know, he probably puts up top 20 numbers. So I think it's a good ad there. All right, so week nine, I'm going to break down these matchups. I'm going to get back to not overanalyzing these games. When I was earlier in the year, I was picking much better by just looking at them, thinking about it quick, making a decision. That's what I'm going to try to do here. All right, Jim versus Ryan. If Christian McCaffrey plays, Ryan has a great chance to win, no doubt. Um, if he doesn't, uh, Jimmy should win this. I should win it. So there's no doubt here. So Ryan doesn't have time. He's probably not going to have CMC, though CMC did come to practice, so he might. And he might not have new Copkins. Um, so... I'm assuming CMC doesn't play, so I think Jimmy wins this game. Rich versus Scott. Uh, Rich lineup looks like an absolute mash unit right now. Scott's probably going to win here. I think this uh, this might save his season. It certainly keeps him alive, um, so I'm going to pick Scott here. Mike versus Walt. Possibly no James Robinson. No scary Terry. Lamar coming off a bye. He's fresh. Um, I think it's just going to be too much to overcome. I think Walt wins this one, but I think it's very, very close. Julian versus Corey Stevens. God, I, I hate Julian's linebackers. Like, watching the pickups that Kobe has made the last few weeks, and, and a few different people at linebacker the last few weeks, and then seeing Julian, you know, <laughs> running out the guys he's running out every week is just, oof. Julian, you're going to you're gonna have to do some research, brother. We need to teach you how to find linebackers here. But uh, it makes it so tough to pick him with linebackers like that. And he doesn't have Mike Evans this week. Obviously, he doesn't have Henry, but he did replace him with Kamara. Uh, will Mike Williams rebound? I don't, I don't know, but I think Corey's defensive score, is his, his floor is just too high. I'm going to pick Corey here. And I'm actually going to make this my upset of the week, even though I don't really feel like it is an upset. But when looking at the pick'em, every single person except for me picked uh, Julian. So Corey wins, upset of the week. Sam versus Kobe. Uh, loser of this game is completely toast. Zero chance. It's over. Um, I just I can't pick Sam in good faith when he's got his best running back on his team, Eli Mitchell, on the taxi squad. So Kobe wins. It's just, I got to try if you want to actually be in here, Sam. Kellen versus Brendan. A uh, little brotherly love here. 
Brendan is an absolute mess. Um, I think Kellen just smacks him around this week. And for the second week in a row, I'm going to go Kellen with my lock of the week. And then Jeff versus Corey Hagerman. Uh, Kyler's hobbled for Corey, and he might not play. I think he does, but he might not play. Uh, DeAndre Swift's on a bye. Jeff's at full strength. I think Jeff's going to absolutely blast Corey this week. Um, and that is it for me, folks. I do know that we will have a Jedi corner. I know Rich is third string Monday morning quarterback or Monday morning third string quarterback. i got to figure that out, see how to say that correctly. And then we might have some Walt Baby Love, hopefully. We're kind of missing the love man here. He's been struggling. He's not bringing that heat. Maybe he needs a little blue pill. Maybe he needs to get his life together here. So, all right, fellas, I will drop this on Saturday. You guys enjoy. What's up, HFFL? Welcome to week nine of Jedi Corner. This week has been a circus. Uh, many different trades that are going on. Um, some agreements on, well, really no agreement on what should have been traded um, in one particular trade. Uh, just Jeff saying, you know, trying to tell us why he did it, uh, which is fine. Jeff is definitely a better team now, for sure. Uh, I don't know if it definitely doesn't help his future at all, but he's, he is a better team this year. He's probably the favorite at this point after um, Scott has traded away one of his best assets. So uh, with that, we'll look at the, take a look at the standings. Um, Barrel Snowman, number one, six and two, uh, leading the league in points still by quite a bit. Um, he's like 50 points over the Irish Tigers and almost 200 points over everyone else. So uh, leading the league by quite a bit there. Fire up Irish Tigers also at six and two. Like I said, about fifty points behind Jimmy. Um, you know, in the in the driver's seat for a playoff position and trying to get that by. Uh, then comes me, uh, the Jedi at six and two, um, l- way lower in points, um, but did pick up a lot of points last week. Scored over two hundred again, so that was good to see. Um, passed a lot of people in in points four, so. That helped me out a lot. Trash Trunk Get Drunk, fourth place, six and two also. About 30 points behind me. Um, so he's right there too. Like I said, his team definitely got better with a better quarterback, a more consistent quarterback each week. So that'll be good for him. Then we have a two-game drop-off to fifth place. Uh, trust the process. Man, in the playoff uh, position right now. So Andy Andy scored more points. I think he's third in potential points. Um, I believe he's third. Because uh, I think I'm fourth, third, fourth, third or fourth, he is. So it's crazy um, that trust process is doing so well. But um, he's really got it. He's in a good position to make the playoffs this year. Next comes the shade at four and four, also trying to make a push for the playoffs as well. Um, another guy. He's he's looking pretty good. Scored more points than a lot of different teams. So if he continues to win, then he's gonna you know be in good position to win. To make the playoffs as well. Um, the seventh place team. Make my team great again. Just below the shade. Um, also at four and four. Next, eighth place, also four and four. A lot of four and four teams right now. Uh asymptomatic or grammaticas and Mike Hill. Then we have another four and four team. Uh the SJ Riverettes. Lost, you know, lost a huge player 
Um, and Derrick Henry, the top player in fantasy this year. So that's a huge loss. But he does go out and get uh, Alvin Kamara to, you know, kind of make himself himself again, right? So he's probably not as good as he was, but he's he's right there still. So he can make a playoff push. Got to get a couple wins in a row. It would be nice for his team. So we'll see how he can finish the season. Then we drop off the running backs matters, three and five. Uh, the kid at three and five. And then it goes to Scott at two and six with a name change. Teddy Bridge over tr- Troubled Water, trading away Kamara. So obviously you can't have a name named after a guy that's not on your team anymore. So had to make that name change. Um, but he's two and six in 12th place. 13th, roll tied uh, at two and six also. And then Kobe at two and six, bringing up the rear. Um, not the lowest scoring team. That's the kid. Um, but obviously one less win. So um, could easily pass the kid. The kid might turn out to be the last place team, but we'll see. Uh, Kobe's been pretty bad. Hasn't been scoring a lot of points lately. All right, we'll get to these matchups that we have. The first matchup, huge game, rivalry game. Uh, the Jedi against the Snowmen. Um, I'm really hoping that, uh, as in in the words of Jimmy, my team can run a bitch ass offense this year, this week, and and lead me to victory but who knows if that'll really happen i'm hoping i get tyrod taylor back instead of having to start mike white don't really like that uh tyrod can obviously bring the running game for me as well um would have been nice to see deshaun watson get traded but obviously that didn't happen either tom brady on a bye gotta start somebody um so hoping tyrod comes back that'll obviously give me a better chance of winning uh jimmy does have some key buys he has chris godwin on a buy dk metcalf on a buy so that's Going to help my odds a little bit there. Uh, I might get CMC back. I kind of doubt it. kind of feel like they're going to sit him out um, with, with my pickup of Jeremy McNichols for Tennessee. I don't know how much he plays this week without, you know, with um, Adrian Peterson there, but new to the system. He might get a few more touches this week uh, and then lose some after that. So that should help me this week. Uh, I have a, some good players, some of my best players on defense on buys. So not not great for me this week, but you know there's potential there for the upset. Uh, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm picking the Snowmen in this one. Roll Tide against Teddy Bridge over Troubled Water. Two two and six teams going at it. Uh, I have to believe that Scott writes the ship today uh, this weekend. Uh, he gets the win. You know, Rich is in full sell mode. You know trying to play for next season or or the year after that he's got some buys so i think this is the week that scott and teddy bridge over troubled water writes the ship he gets a win the shade against asymptomatic or grammaticas oh gosh mike has geno smith on a buy so he has to start ben roethlisberger he's got antonio gibson on a buy and terry mclaurin on a buy i think those are too big of losses uh, obviously, I don't know why Will Fuller's in his lineup. I don't think Will Fuller's going to be in his lineup. He's obviously going to change that. He's only got 11 players in his lineup right now. Um, he'll probably end up with Cordero Patterson there. Cole Beasley would be a nice name to have in your lineup. Uh, the dude's been on fire lately. So that'd be another guy that might want to go in there. I just, gosh, Walt's team is just playing so well. He does lose Leonard Fournette to a bye, but I don't think that it'll hurt him that much. 
I'm going to go ahead and take the shade in this matchup. Trust the process against SJ River Rats. This is a very, very tough game to pick. Probably my game of the week. Um, as it has two teams that are 4-4 four and four fighting to make the playoffs. A very key game to this season. Uh, trust the process has been so good in the last couple weeks. It'd be really hard to pick against him. I just have to. He's got some buys on his defense. I don't even know if they're starters. Yeah, a couple of them are starters. Um, he had to pick up a safety. I just... Gosh, I just feel like the SJ Riverettes have the matchups this week to be able to pull this pull this one off. And I think it's actually kind of an upset to beat Trust the Process at this point, which is crazy to say. But I'm going to go ahead and pick SJ Riverettes in this game, putting themselves in prime position to make the playoffs. Next game, we have the kid against Kobe. Uh, for me, this one's easy. Um, although the kid is the lowest scoring team in the league this year, I uh, just uh, Kobe without Aaron Rodgers is—it's uh, just not a good recipe for winning. So I have to pick against Kobe in this week. And AJ Green's got COVID; he's going to have to put somebody else in, like MVS or something. Um, so I'm going to take the kid in this matchup, Kobe even further in the cellar, which I don't think he cares about. Uh, next, fire up Irish Tigers against make my team great against sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry. Um, it's, you know, make my team great again. Been playing a lot better as of late. Uh, we have Josh Allen against the Jaguars. That's always a good thing. I just don't have a lot of faith in that team. He's got a lot of questionables. I don't know who's playing. I'm not going to take the time to go look. He's out Antonio Brown. Kelvin Ridley's not playing. I'm going to have to go with Fire Up Irish Tigers in this matchup. Uh, I do think Dak is going to be back and playing. So uh, His team's playing at a high level right now. Fire Up Irish Tigers win. And the last game of the week, Trash Trunk get drunk against running backs matter. Trash Trunk with his new quarterback, Matt Stafford. Um He's going to win this week against running backs matter. I don't think it's going to be very tough without DeAndre Swift. Uh, RBM is it just can't score enough points with the people that he can put back in there. Uh, so I got to go this week with Trash Trunk Get Drunk. He wins. All right, HFFL. It's been fun. Uh, maybe we have some more circus-like moves this coming week. Good luck this weekend. And go Jedi. Hey, fellas. Long time no speak. Welcome back to Third String Monday Morning Quarterback for this week. Um, boy, has it been crazy around here, let me tell you. Still working on house stuff. Trying to get the basement and bathroom all finished up. And, you know, so it's uh, just been a bit much. But you know what? We're back this week. I got a couple of things I want to talk about. We'll make it quick this week. Um, one of the things, my first topic, I want to get into some stats here. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about a guy that I specifically hated on quite a bit uh, throughout his collegiate career, 
I uh, did not really have a whole lot of faith in him as a pro. I've been rooting for him. But I just want to do a little comparison here um, between this guy and the other quarterbacks in the league. So looking at average scoring, the first quarterback I'm going to tell you about is, is the one that I want to kind of feature here. But he has about 24.745 points. He is the eighth ranked quarterback. And I'm only going by average points because they have buys, and that's really the correct way to judge. But his stat line is 1,800 or uh, 1,819 yards. He has 10 touchdowns, four interceptions, 432 rushing yards, and five touchdowns. And there are a couple of quarterbacks that are kind of close to his game or have come in and, and in their rookie year, uh, second year, have been really close to him. But even their stats now, the next guy I want to compare him to is a guy who averages 20, 25.9 points a game. Uh, he has uh, 1,813 yards passing, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. So that is uh, six more touchdowns than this individual throwing the ball. However, he has only 70 yards rushing and uh, no rushing touchdowns. So overall, almost the same amount of touchdowns. The next guy has 26.5 points. He has 1,943 yards, 10 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, 480 yards rushing, and 2 touchdowns. Um, so at this point, uh, my guy um, that I'm going to feature here it has him out, outdone in touchdowns as well as rushing yards. And lastly, um, leads, the, uh, leads the league, 30.4 points, has 1,972 Yards passing, 17 touchdowns, three picks, and three rushing TDs on 269 yards. So now, you know, number one quarterback, everybody knows that's Josh Allen. Um, so Josh Allen, compared to my guy, who is Jalen Hurts, which some of you may have guessed, who is the eighth overall quarterback in the league, um, Josh Allen has him by, you know, 160 yards passing, seven more passing touchdowns, um, and maybe one less interception and honestly, only, what are we talking about here? Six points per game. And the other two were Dak Prescott, who's fifth with the, you know, 16 passing touchdowns and 70 rushing yards and no rushing touchdowns. And then you have Lamar Jackson sitting there at four with 1,943 yards, um, 10 touchdowns, and, and 480 yards rushing. So he's scoring right around all those guys. He's, I think, just a notch below Kyler Murray. Um, eighth in the league, so I think we got to give credit where credit is due. I think he's he's having a heck of a season, and you can look at some of his games and say, you know, he's not really throwing the ball that well. Uh, specifically last week, I know against the Lions, but he's he's scoring points, he's running the ball, he's running an efficient offense, and you know, for for it only really being his second full year, his first full year as a starter, um, kid's showing out, kid's showing he's got talent. I'm really excited for him. So. You know, next time you talk about Jalen Hurts, put some respect on that name. Okay, so next, uh, I'd be, I'd be uh, doing this league a disservice if I didn't mention, uh, and tip, tip of the hat to the league in general, what a week of games we have. Um, you know, you got, I think, a theme for almost every game this week. First week, our first game here on my list is me versus Scott, the battle of the has-beens. Um, two guys that within the last three years have won championships, sitting at two and six. Um, you know, 
opposite ends of the spectrum a little bit this year. My my potential points are, are down in the dumps. Uh, Scots is, are pretty high up there. But looking at the teams, there's potential there, and it's just a shame that we're, we have now resulted to selling. So um, it is what it is, though. It's going to be interesting. I, I really think Scott has this one this week, though, uh, on me. Um, I don't really think I stand much of a chance, but we'll see. Uh, next one, you got 6-2 and two versus 6-2. and two. You got uh, the battle uh, between Ryan and, and Jimmy. Um, I think, you know, just to go through this really quick, you know, battle of first-place teams, essentially, you have uh, too many buys there uh, on Ryan's team, so Jimmy wins this one. Next one, you have Mike versus Walt, the uh, playoff bubble, battle for the playoff bubble uh, game number one of the week. Um, you know, I'm looking at this one. Um, I got to give it to, to Mike here. I think he has uh, um, less concerns at, at key positions. I think he's going to do really well this week. I mean, Walt has Kenny Gainwell and it's starting right now and not much other choice at running back. So Mike picks that one up. You actually have playoff bubble number two. You got Corey Stevens versus... Uh, the newly uh, acquired Elvin Kamara, South Jersey River Rats. So, um, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't even know how to call this game. Hold on, let me flip a coin. All right, it was tails, so we're going with the River Rats. Let's go. All right, next one is battle for first overall pick. You got the kid versus Kobe. Um, I think, you know, with no, uh, no Aaron Rodgers, no major buys for the kid. I'm going the kid here. We got brother versus brother this week again. I think uh, this is this could be an interesting matchup if the 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 guys who both start one running back and four receivers can get the receivers really going. Uh, I just think Kellen's a machine this year, so I'm going with Kellen. And lastly, you got old guy versus new guy. And when I say old guy, I just mean the guy who's been in the league for more years than the other guy. Um, but uh, you know, looking at this. Mm, you know, a whole new paint job put on put on Jeff's team with Matt Stafford. I'm going to go with Matt Stafford and the trash trunk get drunk. Take this one. So uh, a little bit of theme for, for each of these games this week. It's really interesting, you know, to see, you know, week nine games be uh, as competitive as they're going to be this week or at least have some sort of story to them. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, lastly, I just wanted to touch on the trades. You know, uh, the Stafford and Kamara trades. Uh, I'm not going to say a whole lot about them other than I think it is a tremendous boost to anybody's franchise when you when you get a quarterback that you can just set it and forget it and you know you're going to get what, you can, what you're going to get out of them and it's going to be a lot of points. Um, some would say that, you know, he got, he got bent over a bench on that one. But if it leads to him, to Jeff winning a championship or – being competitive, continuing to be competitive for the next few years and be able to concentrate his draft picks and trades on other positions and take his resources now that he has left and focus them elsewhere, uh, I think it's going to – I think it could be trouble for a lot of us. So, you know, getting that top five, that top quarterback is is really key. And sometimes you could say, you know, you can't really put a price on it. It's invaluable. So um, good for Jeff and going to get him. And then, yeah, uh, you know – it's, it's a shame that Henry's out because Julian would be a two-headed monster here with uh, him and Kamara. Uh, and, you know, with that uh, offense over there really kind of floundering right now with, without Jameis. And uh, we're gonna, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how heavily they lean on Kamara because I think we can see 
a really heavy load coming Kamara's way. Uh, it's a good thing they went and got uh, went and got Mark Ingram to take some of the carries off of him, give him a spell here and there. But I think this offense is going to run directly through Kamara, like it always has. Um, but I think it's going to be even more heavily now. So um, last thing I'll leave you guys with, uh, I think the weather's going to be nice in the tri-state area this week. Um, we're going to be getting up and in, back into the 60s uh, this weekend. So uh, those of you who golf, get out and golf. I know I'll be golfing both days. Um, so get out there, guys, and hit it long. So that's all I had this week for Third Stream Monday Morning Quarterback. I hope you guys take it easy and uh, enjoy your weekend.